All right, gentlemen, welcome back to the Being Husband podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan West, bringing you guys another episode here. Uh, we're so glad that you guys have come back to join us and you're, you're being a part of what it is that we're trying to do here. So let's go ahead and jump right in. I want to thank you guys again for what you've been doing on Instagram and giving us follows. I encourage you that if you haven't yet, go ahead and follow us at Being Husband Pod. That's at Being Husband P-O-D on Instagram. Uh, feel free to email us at any time to with you guys questions, comments, or concerns at Being husband podcast at gmail.com if you find this information helpful we encourage you also to go to our patreon page that's patreon.com backslash being husband pod that's patreon.com backslash being husband pod on that site you guys are going to see different tiers that we've got going on there uh, in the different perks that come with those so we're going to go ahead and jump into this episode here we're continuing the series of becoming husband and i've got a good one for you guys today but before i get into that i want to do a week in review all right and i think i'm going to switch things up a bit since we haven't had the engagement that we wanted and that's all well and good I, i've got some good engagement going on about other things maybe not necessarily related to the things that people are working on but we're going to go ahead and switch our weekend reviews from now on to kind of cover topics that have been going on in the week. And then if I get any responses from you guys, then we'll just address that uh, when we come to it. So we talked about abortion last week, and I promise this episode is way lighter uh, than that topic. Now, when I say that, I don't mean let's stop talking about abortion because it's too heavy. What I mean is that I'm going to provide a little bit of levity because it's the weekend. It's Memorial Day weekend. So I hope that you guys are out there grilling burgers and hot dogs and having a good time with your family. So we're going to jump into the lighter topic. But first, I do want to cover some things that are going on in the abortion uh, debate that we've got happening right now. So first things first is that President Trump recently has uh, made some tweets and he's distancing himself from what he calls quote most more extreme positions on anti-abortion his tweet stated as most people know and for those who would like to know i'm strongly pro-life with three exceptions rape incest and protecting the life of the mother the same position that was taken by ronald reagan we have come very far in the last two years with 105 wonderful new federal judges and many more to come two great new Supreme Court justices in the Mexico City policy and a whole new and positive attitude about the right to life. That was his tweet, and that was his position on the tweet. In other news, we've also got the governor of Missouri that recently passed a bill similar to Alabama and Georgia's. Uh, he said that the abortion bill that he is passing is going to outlaw abortion after eight weeks and that also includes cases of rape and incest. So you cannot have it his, with his bill. You cannot have an abortion after eight weeks. And there are no exceptions for rape and incest. This is the governor of Missouri that said this. Now, on the other side of the debate, uh, the Democratic side, the left side, whatever you want to call it, the Democratic presidential candidates for 2020, such as Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders, have are standing behind the New York bill, which was called, as you guys remember in the last episode, the Reproductive Health Act. Um, and what that bill was stating, if you guys listened, uh, it said that you can have an abortion, women can have an abortion uh, even up until the baby is about to be born. So after 24 weeks or within the 24-week period. So 
again, Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders are both in support of that Reproductive Health Act, and they actually have plans to expand this uh, to a nationwide uh, law of availability. So, as I said last episode, guys, we as a society, uh, and I say this with a deep breath because it's just, it's just a lot to think about, but as a society, we we've got to ask these questions, especially those of us that are in the household of faith. We have to ask questions that go beyond the political circus that we're in right now. And we've got to have some real conversations on what these kinds of things, specifically the things that are coming from uh, the left and, and allowing babies to or allowing babies to be killed uh, at the point of conception. We have to ask a serious question to those people that lean the pro-choice way and say, is this really going to be good for human humanity? Is this truly something that God would have us stand for? Or is this something necessary to push us forward as a people group and to extend women's rights and, and all these different things that we're talking about in the political side of things? So we have to ask ourselves that question. Uh, again, when, when I say the pro-choice side of things, used to be, and I've talked about this on the last episode, it used to be the policy of rare safe and legal but now the position and and again elizabeth warren and bernie sanders are both saying the same thing that's not the position anymore the position for pro-choice people now is more pro-abortion it's 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 more along the lines of anywhere anytime type of situation so again this is a very small part of a larger discussion that we need to be having about really the role of sex when it should be had uh, and when shouldn't it uh, happen and that has to go on amongst the people it really can't go on in the political spectrum because um each side is just garnering for more votes and more funding and so on and so the the, the motivations get a little tainted uh, when there's money and votes and power involved. So we need to have this as a collective conversation and really sit down and get to the moral uh, issue and the societal ramifications of this before we even touch the politics behind it. We have to ask ourselves the question, is this good for the human race? Is this really good as God means good? And that's a very deep question, one that really can't be had with memes and hashtags and cute little sayings that we post on our feeds. We have to have real conversations. So anyway, let's go ahead and jump in. Uh, I'm going to talk about this. This is the last episode uh, of this series because we're going to start getting into uh, our content calendar, which I told you guys about. I'm very excited about that, uh, the content calendar. You can go and look at that post. It's on our page, but the way that the content calendar flows is very seasonal. So we're going to be going through uh, God to man and also like man to himself kind of in the same time frame and then man to his woman or his wife, girlfriend, however you want to say that. Uh, and then we're going to move to man to his tribe is kind of what we're going with. I think we'll work it out. 
I have to have some more conversations about it. Uh, but that just means, you know, children and, and kind of immediate neighbors and immediate family. And then man to his community and community meaning nation or state or anything like that. So it's going to be more along the lines of uh, how he benefits the society as a whole. But before we jump into the content calendar, again, I'm giving you guys this last episode and I came up with 23 things I wish I knew at 23. And the reason that I picked 23 as the number is because that is the age in which my wife and I got married. We got married September 26, 2016. I was 23 years old. Uh, actually 22 at that time I was going on 23 cause I, my birthday's in November. So I was 22 really at that time, but basically for all intents and purposes was a 23 year old man. And, uh, there was a lot that I thought I had figured out, uh, because when you date for a really long time and we did, we dated, uh, gosh, how long have we been dating at that time? I don't want to mess it up. We'll be 11 years this year. And we'll be three years married this year. So, yeah, about about seven or eight years we had been together uh, before we got married. And when you date that long, you kind of think you've got it figured out, you know, because when you get married, it's just a really long date. Right. Like when you go out to eat, it's just you two being boyfriend and girlfriend all over again. And in at one level, that's true. But at another level, it's not because there's a whole new skill set that you have to have a whole new mindset that you have to have, which I hope this series has been helpful in transitioning you guys that aren't yet married to, to get ready to be married uh, because it's different. It's, it's a different world. And, um, there's a list of things that I wanted to come up with that I would tell my 23 year old self to maintain. And I hate sounding like a blog. I hate doing five easy steps to a successful marriage or seven steps to success or whatever. And I don't really like doing that, but I thought it was fun and I thought it could be something that is beneficial for us all. So I'm going to go ahead and jump into it. Number one thing and after this, number one, these are in no particular order, but number one thing I would tell my 23-year-old self to prepare himself to get married would be to know God well enough that you trust him. You've got to know God well enough that you trust him. There's going to be so much that's going to come up in your marriage year one, dude. I mean, year one. For us, year one was a whirlwind of different stuff that happened. Um, there was a lot that happened that year. And if you don't know God in that time, you might lose yourself and be like, yo, this is not what I signed up for. I don't want the drama with, I just, let me step out kind of thing. And you got to know him well enough that you can trust him and call on him and ask him for guidance and wisdom in that time. And that's going to be my second thing to tell you is that you need to be praying for wisdom daily. Jonathan, and this is me talking to myself, then Jonathan, you ain't got it figured out, my man. There's a lot that you don't know yet. And you would do well to ask older men or read scripture or even just take time to actually sit with what's going on and really process it out and then pray over that and ask God to give you insight because sometimes the answer isn't clear 
what you should be doing. Sometimes there are two or three things that you could be doing that are good things to do. But one of them is the better thing to do. And it's going to be difficult for you to know that if you don't exercise and ask for wisdom. So that would be my second thing. The third thing would be learn what essential oils are and get some. I'm not kidding. That's not in there as a mistake. Learn what essential oils are and get you some. Get you a diffuser. Okay, get it set up in a common space in the house, living room, uh, not dining room, probably the living room or the bedroom. The bedroom is also a really great place. And we'll get into some of those things a little later. But definitely you want to have it in a place where you and your wife are going to spend a lot of time together or wife to be or girlfriend. You guys want to make sure that you got some good sense going on, because because if you're like me, you know, you, you you might exercise a little bit or, you know, you, you you may not be the cleanest guy in the room or whatever the case is. And so it might be advantageous of you to kind of freshen up a little bit, get get some good sense going, some mint. These are my suggestions. I recommend mint, a combination of mint eucalyptus and lavender those are the only three you need mint eucalyptus lavender now there's another one that i'm and i'm trying to think what it is i'll come back to it when i remember because i didn't write it down and it, it just left my mind but mint eucalyptus and lavender is a great place to start get you some essential oils get you a diffuser do it today And the church said, amen. Okay. Number four, avoid being quote unquote nice and try instead to be kind. I had an episode in the past called nice for what? And nice for what kind of is similar to another episode that I did called avoiding the Messiah complex. And what I'm really saying here, guys, is that, you know, when you, you know, when you just are just too agreeable, you ever, or rather you ever met a guy that's just so agreeable, everything you say, he's just like, yeah, man, that sounds great. Or like everything you do, he's like, man, that's awesome. So good. You know, it, there, there's never any pushback or ever any like critical feedback, anything like that. That's not something you want to take with you into marriage. And I'm just going to tell you, it, it might be cool for a little bit. But at some point, your wife is going to want you to actually have an opinion and you're going to actually need to make critical decisions and not just try to be nice all the time. Sometimes you're going to have to make critical decisions that aren't so, quote unquote, nice. And when I say nice, let me define the terms. When I say nice, I mean being uh, passive, not wanting to rock the boat. Okay, we we have to learn, and it's our inclination, right, because of Adam, the, the first and not so perfect man, uh, the, the uh, <laughs> how should I say this, the effects of being passive, right? I mean, you know the story, Adam and Eve, they're, they're in the garden, serpent comes up and says, did God really say that you couldn't eat of any fruit in the garden? And that was a lie from the beginning, but he kind of twisted it and and Eve, you know, she's interesting and, and inquiring. She's like, well, he said we can eat off the other stuff, but we just can't eat off this tree because even if we look at it, we'll die. And then the serpent's like, you're not going to die. 
God just doesn't want you to miss out on the fun because he knows that when you eat of it, you're going to be like him. So go ahead, take a bite. And then the scripture says that Eve turned to Adam, who was right next to her, and gave him some and he ate. So I can imagine, I'm just trying to picture this. I can imagine Adam, you know, seeing this go on and he's kind of sitting there. He's like, oh, man. Oh, man. She, oh, she just bit. Oh, she just, she just bit it. Oh, gosh. What am I going to do? Uh, um, well, she told me I might, I might be able to, you know, make out later tonight. And, you know, I don't really want to rock the boat. This is not a fight that I'm willing to really, I'll just, I'll just take a bite. It'll be fine. No big deal. We'll just take a quick bite. No big deal. We'll be good. Cool. Let's, let's just go with that. And Adam, instead of being decisive and assertive and kind, mind you, because it's the kind thing to do to tell the truth. It's not the kind thing to BS somebody so that you can save face. OK, the kind thing to do would have been to been like Eve. No, this is not what we're supposed to be doing. God told us not to. So we're not going to do that. So we got to avoid being passive. You got to avoid being passive. Jonathan, please do not be passive on anything. Now, don't be a jerk, obviously, but tell the truth. Tell the truth. All right, moving on. Number five, get comfortable with being uncomfortable. This goes back into number four as well. If, if you're feeling uncomfortable about a thing, you're probably doing it right. It's probably the right move to make. Um. You think about it in terms of exercise. Whenever you start exercising and it starts to feel kind of weird and uncomfortable and something that you're not used to, that's a sign of progress. That's a sign that you're growing and that you're you're making the right kind of moves. So get comfortable with being uncomfortable and especially living with a woman. There's just going to be situations in your life where you're going to feel a little uncomfortable, which leads me to my next point understand the way of the woman understand the way of the woman and what i mean by that more specifically unless like a chinese sage would say or a chinese portuguese would say is download the period tracker app that's how you know the way of the woman download the period tracker app look it sounds crazy sounds really weird to do trust me just trust me Download the app today. You'll be much better off than you were before. You won't be blindsided when PMS goes on. Are you guys familiar with PMS? If not, let me back up and tell you guys what that's about. PMS is, uh, it, I forget what it stands for, but it's it's menstrual syndrome. Premenstrual syndrome? Yes, that's what it is. Premenstrual syndrome, okay? And that situation is where estrogen and I, I want to say... There's anyway, there's high levels of estrogen in the woman's body during this time, an unbelievable amount of estrogen in, in her body at this time. And it causes her to have high anxiety, mood swings, just a lot of stressful fluctuations of emotion. The period tracker app 
saves your bacon every time. When you download the app, you're going to be able to put exactly the date that she starts. And normally PMS happens about nine to 11 days before she actually gets on her period. So you're going to have fair warning on this app. I've got a reminder on mine. Okay. So I know that that day when she's starting to kind of the PMS processor in that phase, I'm real, real kind. <laughs> and actually, I might even be nice those days. Okay. <laughs> because I don't want to, I don't want anything to disrupt what's going on in that head. Okay. So I might be coming home with chocolate cupcakes and flowers and she'll be like, oh, my goodness. Like, how did you how did you know? And you can just wink and smile and say, you know, I just I've really gotten to know you, baby. It's just it's kind of the way that I am. We just we've been together a long time. And yeah, I'm just I'm kind of awesome that way. So, yeah. Download that app today. It's going to let you know a lot of different things as well to increase your knowledge base of the way of the woman. So go with that. I recommend it. It's a good idea. Number seven. This is important. So please listen. You don't need to fight your wife. You don't need to fight her. Um, there are so many things that you need to fight with in this world and your wife is not one of them. And the reason that I say that is because a couple of things. One is that we know that we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. We wrestle against ideas, principalities, and evil forces that we can't necessarily see. So when you are talking to your physical wife and you come across something that you all don't see eye to eye on, understand that what's happening is a, is a battle, a spiritual battle. It is a battle of ideas. It is a battle of your selfishness and her selfishness colliding. And so you have to fight that, not her. Does that make sense? What I'm saying is, is that you don't need to get the last word. You don't need to try to undermine her character. You don't need to really raise your voice. You don't. What you need to do is be cool. Just be cool. Present your argument, whatever that is, calm, cool, and collected. And 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 when you present your argument, like let's let, let me give an example, because that'd probably be easier. Uh I'm trying to think of one. All right. Dishes in the sink versus dishes in the dishwasher. Okay. She thinks you can just toss them in the sink. You think you should put them in the dishwasher. And y'all have a y'all have a, a, a disagreement. You don't need to just jump the gun and be like, well, you're a trashy person because you leave them in the sink. <laughs> you know, like it doesn't have to like why did it escalate that quick? It doesn't have to. It doesn't have to escalate that quick, dude. Just take a step back and say, hey, you know, I think that putting them in the dishwasher saves us an extra step. It doesn't have to be this and then the dishwasher because it's ultimately going to end there and present your argument in a way that's winsome. Right. Hit her with the cool, calm, collected logic. You don't have to raise your voice, because let me tell you, if if you think you're going to raise your voice to your wife and that that's going to motivate her to listen to you. 
one of two things is happening. Either you've got a weak wife that is afraid of you. So she just does what you say, or you've got a battle coming up on your hands from a more (laughs) strong willed wife. That's got a lot to say and is going to give you a piece of her mind, both of which you don't really want to happen in, uh, in the long run. So present your argument. Cool. Just be cool. It's not that big of a deal. Most of the time, it's not that big of a deal. And if your argument is valid and if God decides to uh, help her change her mind and think a little bit different about something, then she will. But until then, maintain your cool. Next one. You can't change her. And that feeds into the past one. You cannot change your wife. I don't care who you think you are, who you think she is. You can't change her. You just can't. Um, A lot of guys go into marriage thinking that they're going to make their wife their project or that they're going to father their wife. I walked into marriage thinking that to some extent. And the reality of it is, is that that's not my role. My role is to protect. Don't don't underestimate that. I, I definitely am her uh, her, her covering from things that come against her. I definitely uh, am there to protect her from bad ideas and bad people uh, and bad, you know, theology, all these different things I'm there to protect her from. But I'm not there to raise her. I'm not. So what so so what do you do? Well, whatever you think that you need to change her into, you got to be yourself. And I'm going to say that again so you understand what I'm saying. If you want her to be X, you too have to embody X. People more attention pay to what you do than what you say. That's not in the Bible, so don't try to find it. It's just a, a, a little rhyming thing my dad used to always say. People more attention pay to what you do than what you say so you want cleanliness be a clean person you want timeliness be a timely person you want godliness be a godly person you want an honest woman be an honest man avoid trying to shift responsibility on her and put whatever's going on with you guys on you and make it a priority to change yourself, to be what you're looking for. So that's point eight. Can't change her. Number nine, study who she is. Get to know her. I've Look, I've Sounds crazy. I've got a note on my phone that's got different things that I know. I've got a categories. I got list of Leah's fears. I've got a list of Leah's uh, desires and goals and and dreams and and all these different things listed. And I've also got a a section where what I call the the blessings of Leah. (laughs) And those are the things that I believe that God has given her that are good things, good, good things about her character, her soul, you know, uh, the, the, the things that don't change with time, you know, looks change with time, right? You could say the blessings of Leah 
or the blessings of your woman you could say ah she looks hot you know then that's fine you you could you could put that you should always think she looks hot you know I, you should always try to uh um look at your wife with fresh eyes in that way but i think the the character piece is going to be really important only because it's the thing that um ultimately matters and that ultimately is going to uh, keep keep you appreciating her longer i'll say but always think she's hot i'm not saying don't always think she's hot so don't hear me say that but but do your best to think about who she is and appreciate that as well and write those things down uh, and and like i said studying her fears and her dreams get to know all of those things uh, because all of those things are going to play a factor over and over and over again her fears are consistent um, so get to know him. Number 10, jump into her world, man. I mean, she's, look, a lot of guys are like, oh, my girl's into this. I'm not doing that. So I'm just going to do my thing over here. I'm all for separate identities. I'm all for doing what men do and women doing what women do. I think that's great. But what can tend to happen when you go off into your separate corners of the house or you know proverbial <laughs> separate corners of the house is that you start to become different people in those corners and then you look up one day and you don't really know who you're married to because you've not been paying attention to the person that they were becoming in that corner over there something i heard from an older guy not something that I've experienced. Again, I've only been married three years, but I can tell you we've been together 11 and Leah's changed a lot. My wife has changed a ton. And for a long time, I wasn't paying attention. I think I, I tried to, I tried to avoid, you know, I just tried to make her be what I, what I, or dream her up to be what I wanted her to be. But what you've got to be is curious. You've got to always be curious about your, your woman, man. Um, because there's, and I'm not saying because you, because of this, you should be curious, but I'm saying there are a lot of men that are going to be curious about your woman as well. And you would do well to get to know her and study her and jump into her world and get to know what makes her tick and, and what she's interested in at the time and join in on it every now and then, not saying all the time, but every now and then get to know what, what she knows. And that leads to number 11. When you do this, don't lose yourself. Right. Don't become something that you're not just because you're trying to jump into her world. It's a it, it's a, it's a weird tension that you've got to do because you got to become uh, you got to become something to jump into her world. But you can't become all of that. You got to maintain your identity because God's given you a certain skill set, certain gifting, a certain purpose that you can't shake and you can't avoid. And, and if you do try to do that, you'll start being real schizophrenic. Like you'll start feeling out of place. You know what I mean? Start feeling like a square peg in a round hole. And so you've got to maintain who it is that God has created you to be. And um, I guess for that matter, know who God has created you to be. So that way you can maintain it because if you don't know, and then you jump into her world, you're going to lose yourself quick, man. You're going to lose yourself really, really quick. So get to know who you are, maintain who you are while also jumping into her world. And 
while you're not, this is the 12th point. Don't lose your 11, 11 point was don't lose yourself. 12th point. Don't lose your friends. Um, now there's a caveat to this. When you get married, and, and this is point 13, point 12 and 13 go together. Don't lose your friends. And 13 is, although you may have to get some more, don't lose your friends as a whole. Like, like don't just get married and then just like don't maintain any of your friendships. Like the only time you spend is with your wife. That's crazy. You don't need to do that. You need male friends that you need to maintain because they, when you get around them, they help maintain what it is that God has made specifically in man. He's made something specific. God is saying something specific when he created man. As he's saying something specific when he created woman, we've got two distinct identities and they are different and they are special and they are true. And he's saying something in each one. So you've got to, you got to maintain that masculine. Okay. Keep that going. Um, now, having said that, you might have to switch up the friend group a little bit because they're, you know, your single guy friends. And I'm just going to be honest because we're all grown men here. My single guy friends don't do what married guy friends do. They do what single guys do. What do single guys do? Single guys go and try to find single girls. OK, I as a married man have no reason to go on that quest with them. I don't. Or, or even if you're not married, if you plan on being married or you're taking this woman that you're with very seriously and looking at marriage, you don't need to be where single guys are at. You just don't. Because if we're all honest, it's a hunt. It's all a hunt. And it's 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 a weird zone to be in. And honestly, you might have, you know, women that are out there that might get the wrong idea about where your faithfulness is. And y'all know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, so come from out of there and, and try to make yourself new friends that are in, in a similar phase. I'm not saying totally distance yourself from single guys. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just you. And I think you understand what I'm saying. I'm saying that you don't need to be at bars late night with single guy friends and you're serious about a girl and you're about to be married. You got no reason to be there. No reason at all. And the reason that you don't have a reason to be there is because that's not your lane anymore. It's not. So come from out of there, get you some new friends, put yourself in a new circle with, with guys that are on a similar trajectory to you in terms of marriage and in terms of life goals and different things like that. And that, you know what, the, the friendship circle will change even too with the, with married couples, because there are some guys quite honestly that, um, don't treat their wife good. Uh, and that aren't the kind of men that you need to be surrounding yourself with. If you're trying to, uh, be better at caring for your wife, I'll just say it like that. So you might have to distance yourself even from men that that treat their wife terribly, because honestly, you become what you're around. Human beings are very good at imitating what they're around, becoming what they look at. That's by design. So 
if you're around and looking at something is that you don't want to be or something that you believe is wrong to be, you got to change your surroundings. Now, a lot of people will say, yeah, you got to cut out toxic people in your life. That's not what I'm saying. We're all toxic, okay? <laughs> we're all a little crazy, and we've all got our things that we're working on and that we're working through. But there's a difference between uh, total alienation from people that aren't living lives that you admire and lives that you think are good and wholesome and virtuous. And then there's a, there's a distancing. There's a difference between alienation and distancing. And we can talk more about that, me and you, if you're interested, but I think you understand what I'm saying. And I hope that you do. I hope that's clear. All right, I'm going to go ahead and move right to 14, okay? This is an important one. Get in slash stay in shape. Now, let me make a caveat here with this whole thing that I'm doing, this whole 23 things that I would tell my 23-year-old self. Some of the stuff that I talk about on this podcast are gospel issues. Some of the things that I talk about on this podcast mean that mean the difference between someone loving and knowing Jesus and being the man that Jesus has called us to be, that God has called us to be. And some things are just things that I think are good ideas. This is one of those things, this whole list, really. I mean, some of this list is, you know, more on salvation, but some of this list is just good ideas. And that's what this specific point is. 14, get in and stay in shape. If, if, if you're, you know, a baked potato, if you got a baked potato body, you know, you, you you love Christ and and he heard you cry and 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 you're and you're being the godlike man that he's called you to be you know that's that's all well and good you know but just as a common rule i i think it makes sense for a man to be capable of de- physically defending his wife and you just can't do that being a baked potato so you got to be able to take care of yourself physically so that you can take care of your wife physically in more ways than one. And I'm going to leave that right where it is. So get in and stay in shape. OK, and that leads me to point 15. Learn some form of self-defense. Uh, I have not taken the time to do this, but I need to. I think that it's important that if we're going to be able to defend our wives, that we actually know how to do that in a very physical sense in a controlled environment we should be practicing the art of defending ourselves and those that are in our care one of the things that i'm going to be working on uh i'm thinking i want to take up brazilian jiu-jitsu i've talked about this on multiple occasions but i think it's time i think it's the move i've been looking up places in spring hill uh, since that's where we're going to be moving and i think i think it's time for me to pick up brazilian jiu-jitsu so I've talked to Lee about it, too. I really want to get her involved because I think that, gosh, there's a certain level of power that comes to a woman's mind when she knows that she is good. You know, when she's when she knows her, her man's got her back. But I think there's even another layer of power when she knows that she's got her back, that she can do what she needs to do uh, if she were to ever be you know, physically assaulted or aggressed in any kind of way. So I kind of want us to do it together. More to come on that. I'll follow up. I'm definitely going to do it because I think that it's important and I think it's a great way to work out. Um, 
and a great way to get self-defense lessons. So that's what I'm going to be doing. So anyway, point 15, learn some form of self-defense. Okay. Number 16, study politics and theology. Both are going to come into play more than you think. I could spend a long time on just this point, but so many of us run away from hard topics like politics and theology simply because we don't want to ruffle any feathers, simply because it's hard to engage because we think one way, but this text that we're reading thinks another. And so it, 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 it asks a lot from us to study this, but it's going to come up in your marriage right around election time. It's going to come up in your marriage in tough situations. It's going to come up in your marriage in uh, after church conversation. It's going to come up in your marriage, how you raise your kids. This stuff is going to come up in your marriage. So you're going to need to study this stuff so that you know how to talk about it with your spouse. You got to. Uh, you can try to hide it and leave it under the table as much as you want to. Now, let me take a step back. Should politics and theology be the main topics of discussion when you're talking with your wife? Absolutely not. Really, politics doesn't need to be. Um, yeah, politics just doesn't need to be the main topic of discussion. It just it doesn't. It's more divisive than anything. Theology, you could probably have more conversations about that. But even that, you you need to kind of be careful, especially because you don't you. We need to be careful not to browbeat. Men have a problem with browbeating people with the way that they think. So just be careful, okay? But study it, know it, and and understand what God has revealed to you in both of those disciplines, and be able to articulate that well and respectfully, okay? Seventeen. Learn to cook. Low key, that's the way to a woman's heart. You, If you want your woman to be all over you, kissing on you and all that, cook her up something good and cut on some Kenny G and get some essential oils diffusing. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you, you will be blessed. Learn how to cook, I promise you. you learn you at least five dishes you can keep in rotation. Just five. You can keep them in rotation all throughout the week. You can even mix them up. Uh, you know, maybe you do, you know, uh, the the meat and the three one night and you do a spaghetti another and you do, uh, I'm trying to think of all the stuff I cook, uh, hot wings another, you know, and just switch them out next week. Uh, within our house, it's crazy. We, we, uh, we've got <laughs> so I've had to multiply mine, but we'll have a consistent kind of meal schedule for like three months. And then Leah's taste buds will change. I call them changing, but maybe they're not. But she'll just get sick of it. She'll we'll eat the same thing Monday through Friday, you know, same kind of schedule, not the exact same dish, guys. I'm not feeding her spaghetti every day, but we'll do let's say it's, you know, meat and three spaghetti, uh, you know, steak and potatoes, uh, you know chicken and rice. Okay, whatever. And and I'll do that for like 3 months. We'll have that. And then she'll be like, "All right, I'm ready for a whole new set of dishes." So then I got to go and learn a whole new set. And she doesn't say that, but she just says that she gets tired of it. And so I have to switch it up. So that's how mine is. I've I started with 5 though. 
I started with five and I grew up to, I guess it's probably 25 now, different dishes that I know how to do. So learn how to cook, keep them in rotation, keep things interesting. Okay. 18, be honest about your finances and your financial goals for the future. Don't start lying about how much money you make now. Don't say, you know, in about two years, I'm going to have this much and you know it ain't true. Just keep it 100. She's going to find out anyway. She's going to find out anyway. So tell her the truth about your financial situation. If you're not a high roller, don't pretend to be. Okay. If you are a high roller, understand that to whom much is given, much is required. Okay. <laughs> so don't be stingy. Okay. You gotta be, we, we, we gotta be honest about what's going on in the bank account. Keep it 100 at all times about that stuff. Okay. 19, get on a men's health regimen ASAP. So this goes back to getting and staying in shape, but it's more along the lines of nutrition. Now, you guys need to be eating certain things. And I, I might make a list at some point to tell you guys certain things. We talked about it on uh, the episode, Taking Care of the Tea. We talked a little bit about the things that men need to be eating, just a little bit. Probably need to bring her back on during Men's Health Month to talk specifically about the things that we could be eating, all of that. But I know that red meats is a good thing. Uh, red meat is a good thing to be able to keep testosterone going. I know that uh, eggs are good things to be able to keep testosterone going. I know that blueberries, blueberries are great things to keep it going. Palm juice, I've talked about it. Y'all need to get on the palm juice. I'm not kidding. Ask Kristoff. <laughs> You got to get on the palm juice. I, I'll tell you the thing that I drink every morning uh, and, it, and it won't it won't steer you wrong. I fix me a smoothie. And uh, I put about a cup of strawberries, a cup and a half of blueberry. And then I pour about two cups of palm juice and then I blend it up in a smoothie and I drink it every morning. And I'm telling you, it's good for you. Okay? Just trust me. I'm not going to get too much into why and how and where. But just know that it's good for you. Okay? I'm going to leave it right there. But get on a, health, get on a men's health regimen ASAP. Take you a daily vitamin for men uh, to make sure that you're staying strong and you're, you're all the testosterone's taken care of and libido and all those good things. Eat what you're supposed to eat. And I'll put a list up maybe at some point if you guys are interested, the things that I've found. I might, might even post a video of me making that smoothie because I think I think y'all do well. It tastes great too, man. It's just a good tasting smoothie. All right, point 20. <clears throat> Download Pinterest, find your wife to friend her, and then go creeping on her page. Just trust me. There are things on there that are going to tell you gift ideas that are going to tell you what she's interested in, what she's looking at, because that's going to be your question around Christmas time, birthday, Valentine's. So what the heck does my wife want? And that's a very subtle way that you can stay abreast on what it is that your wife is interested in and looking at. So download Pinterest. Do it today. Go friend her. Just trust me. 
21. Learn to keep a healthy distance from your parents. I'm say it again. Keep a healthy distance from your parents. It is for this reason that a man shall leave his father and mother and hold fast to his wife so that the two can become one flesh. You got to cut the apron string, dude. I know your mom is great. I know your dad is great. You got to get out of there. You got to do it. Can't be no whole lot of time spent over there when you're trying to build a household. Okay? You got to get out of there. You'll cause a lot of resentment with your wife if you don't. And you'll and it's really just unhealthy and a little immature to always be up under your parents seeking their approval and everything like that. You got to stand on your own too. You got to cut the umbilical cord, get off your mom's apron string and go build a household with your woman. 22. Learn to be quiet, man. And 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 really in in times of grief, learn to be quiet. There are so many times where you're going to try to fix something that you're going to want to make it better immediately. And you can't. You just can't. Death of a family member, death of a loved one, loss of something so meaningful. You can't just fix that. You can't just make that better. So learn to be silent. Learn to let your shoulders be cried on. And then number 23, man, go have fun with your woman. Go have a good time. Look, it's a big role. I'm not going to lie. Being Transitioning to being a husband, taking responsibility for another human being is a huge, huge thing to bear. But it doesn't have to be dreadful. <laughs> it doesn't have to be stressful. Go see a late night movie. Go get some popcorn and, and beverage. Go get some ice cream, pizza, and, and just have fun. Have a little spontaneity, right? I mean... It, Granted, I, I like a date calendar as much as anybody else. But man, sometimes it's just about, hey, girl, we're going to get burgers and in, in, in a Sunday. Let's go. Hey, girl, you know, we're going to go down to Atlanta this weekend. Go do this thing. Sometimes it just needs to be like that because it's just exciting, man. You're, you're just making you're making it an adventure for her and for yourself. So go have fun. She's beautiful. It's great. Just do it. You won't be sorry that you went and had fun. You just won't. You'll say, ah, yeah, you know, $300 for a trip. You know, and that's a cheap trip, by the way. But, you know, you might say, oh, and, you know, the money, da 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 Dude, just go make more of it. It's cool. Like, it's fine. Spend the money. Go have fun. It's all good. It's all going to burn up anyway, and you can't take it with you. So, do what you can with the money. Be wise. Be smart, right? Take care of your responsibilities and then go have a good time with your wife. Go do it. Go travel. That's what she definitely wants to do. Trust me, I, I, I'm probably getting a lot of amens from women that listen right now. So just trust me, dude. Go have fun with your wife today. And that's all I got, guys. So 23 things that I would tell my 23-year-old self. 
Hope that you guys found that helpful. Hope that you guys go and try to do this and incorporate this. For those of you that aren't married, go try to incorporate this uh, into your framework. And for guys that are already married, I hope that you guys learned something as well and can put it into your own marriage now. I'm going to definitely be putting it in mine. So thank you guys again for listening. I know this felt a little cliche, like a blog post that you read by some know nothing that lives in his mom's basement. But uh, I, I just, I tried to have a lighthearted one. I tried to have one that gave some pretty decent uh, conversational advice and I hope that it was helpful. I don't want this podcast, though. I want to say this. I don't want this podcast to feel like, how can I be a better husband? Because a lot of guys think that that's what this is. When they when they see the the title and, and that kind of thing, they think, oh, this is a podcast to help me be a better husband. And, and really, in, in at some level, yes, it is to do that. But more than that, it's to revive something that you and I have been holding latent right that we've kind of suppressed in a lot of ways and that is this man that God's called us to be this provider this protector this this leader this adventure seeker this uh hero of sorts that we just kind of suppress and just kind of do our little deal at work and, you know, do our little deal on the weekends. You know, we go to work and then we, we come home and we veg and then on the weekend we ride around and we veg and uh, all we want to do is veg and just work. <laughs> and honestly, man, life is, is more than your job and your vegging than our vegging there's just this adventure that we're being called up into this greater purpose that each one of us is being called up into as men and gosh let your wife get in on some of that but more but more than that gentlemen become a part of that yourself wake up that man that's in you that God has given us I'm reading Wild at Heart right now. It's uh, by a book by John Eldridge. Very, very interesting book. Resonated with me on, on multiple levels. And, you know, some people have their issues with it. But this book is is showing me and telling me that there is something that God meant when he made man. Something specific and unique about each one of us. And so many of us. Uh, leave that call and that design kind of hidden for whatever reason. So I encourage each of you guys to wake up that man and be what God's called us and designed us to be and ask God for help in that. So that's my goal here is to revive that and restore that and put men on the front lines to be able to be what God has called us to be uh, and, and defend what God has called us to defend. So I hope that you guys have a great Memorial Day weekend, a great Memorial Day, I guess I should say now because it's Monday. Uh, so enjoy that and we'll see you guys next week. Take care.